So is it ever okay to be jealous? Well, here's the thing. If you are jealous of your spouse or your significant other because you don't trust them, well, then that's not good. You need to work through that. But like, for instance, me, when I am with my grandkids who live 3,000 miles away, I am jealous of my time with them. I want them. I don't want anybody else to have them. I want my time with them. And that's how our God is. He is jealous of his time with us. And he doesn't want to share it with anybody else. And that's who we're going to talk about today in our series on the names of God. We're looking at name El Elkanah. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Cathedral Made of People. In this podcast, we will just be doing Bible studies, both topical and expositional. And we'll be looking at different things within our Bible and really doing deep dives into the Bible, into the Word of God, and what God has to say to us. We're still working on our series on the names of God, and this week we're looking at the name Elkanah. Exodus 34, 14 says this, You must worship no other God. For the Lord, whose very name is Jealous, is a God who is jealous about his relationship with you. So Elkanah means jealous God. Thus, his name is Jealous. I know what you were probably thinking. Isn't jealousy a bad thing? It can be. But God is jealous of our time with him. He is jealous of our worship. You know, I'm not a jealous man because I can trust my wife. But if my wife were to start giving her affections to another man, watch out. All throughout the Bible, God refers to us as his bride. Paul said in his second letter to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians 11:2, For I am jealous for you with the jealousy of God himself. I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, Christ. So if you're a Christ follower, you are the bride of Christ, and he is jealous of our praise, our affection, and our worship. There's a great worship song. I, I first heard it performed by David Crowder, uh, but it was written by John Mark McMullen. The song was called How He Loves, and this is what it says. And he is jealous for me, loves like a hurricane, I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy, when all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory, and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. He loves us so much that he gave his only son to die on the cross for us. Think about this for a minute. First, Christ left heaven to come to earth as a man. That alone was a huge sacrifice. Think about it. The, the beauty, the majesty, the perfection of heaven, where he is king of kings and lord of lords, and he humbled himself to take on the form of a man. But then he lived a life literally as a homeless man and ministered to people, many of which rejected everything he said. After that, he was beaten beyond recognition and hung on a cross to die. 
The Bible tells us, cursed is every man that hangs on the tree. He did that for me and for you. His body was then buried in a borrowed tomb. But then, on the third day, he overcame death and the grave by rising from the dead. He did that for you and me. So we must praise him. In Deuteronomy 5.9, God told the Israelites, You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, who will not tolerate your affections for any other God. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me. Many of you may be thinking, man, but I don't worship other gods like they did back then. Don't you? We often think of other gods as being Buddha or some other idol, but what about money or your career, your home, car, or other worldly possessions? Do we spend more time with God than we do with our homes, cars, friends, jobs, or even our TV? You know, the Nielsen Company, the one that rates our TV shows and stuff, they say that the average American spends 27 hours a week in front of the television. Do we spend 27 hours a week with God? The truth is we all have things that we put before God, and he is jealous of them. He deserves our attention, and he demands it. We've all heard people say, it's not about religion, it's about a relationship. And sometimes those cliches tend to lose their punch. But it's so true. God does not want religion. He does not care about organ music or stained glass windows or any of that garbage. All he cares about is a relationship with his church, his bride. I've mentioned this before, but it bears repeating. Every time that religion is mentioned in the New Testament, except for one verse, it's mentioned in a negative light. The people that Jesus had problems with were the religious people, not the sinners. And Paul kept talking about how he left the religion of his fathers to follow Christ. It was the religious leaders that kept persecuting Paul and Jesus and his disciples. The one time that religion is mentioned in a positive light is in James 1.27 where it says, Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. So what God sees as pure religion is helping widows and orphans and keeping yourself pure. That's it. Pure religion is simply glorifying God. God's love for us is unspeakable. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is the last verse in the book of John. The whole book is talking about all that Jesus did for us out of his love for us. It talks about his baptism in the beginning of his ministry. It talks about his ministry and how he was rejected by the religious people. In chapter 17, it recounts his prayer for us just before he went to the cross. It goes on to talk about his betrayal and his crucifixion his resurrection and ascension to heaven. And then it ends by saying in John 21, 25, Jesus also did many other things. If they were all to be written down, I suppose the whole world 
could not contain the books that would be written. Stop for just a minute and think about what this verse is saying. Look around you at the room you are in right now and think about how many books it would take to fill that room. My office is small. It's about 12 by 12 with an 8-foot ceiling. So it's about 1,152 cubic feet. That means that if each book was about one cubic foot, it would take almost 1,200 books to fill this little office but to write down all the things that Jesus did for us out of love. The world couldn't contain the books. Wow, what a humbling thought. He loved me that much. Let's all purpose in our hearts to love God as much as he loved us. Stop right now and read 1 John chapter 4, starting at verse 7, and fall in love with God. You may think you already love God, and you probably do, but do you love him like he loves you? Probably not. I know I don't. Thanks for joining me again this week. Please remember to like, subscribe, click that alert button. That all helps me a ton. Also, if you uh, haven't read my book, Cathedral Made of People, it's available on Amazon in both electronic and paperback formats. I also have a blog by the same title, and you can find that at www.cathedralmadeofpeople.com. And if you would like to support this podcast with a small monthly donation, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash T-A Pearson. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash T-A-P-E-A-R-S-O-N. Your donations will help me produce future episodes. Thanks again, and as always, have a blessed week.